Hi, this is The Weekend Sober. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you're here. talking about um our last week's episode a little bit and reflecting on it because we thought Jeremy was so visual in what he was saying yeah I really enjoyed having him on the show so I'm actually curious how did he so you guys know each other for a long time we've known each other since 90 like seven yeah yeah and you guys had not spoken. We haven't spoken since. So college, like he said, we were in college together. He's two years older than I. And then San Francisco, he did his thing. I moved out to San Francisco and I, oh no, earlier than that, 97. I graduated college in 97. So like 94, three. So in 97, I moved to San Francisco and I don't remember the timeline, but yeah, he moved out and we all had mutual college friends out there. and. And then he moved away. So it was probably since like 2000 and so like 2001. 20 years that you'd spoken to him. Yeah. It had been. Yeah. I mean, maybe that like, oh, we're on Facebook. Hey, yeah. I don't even know. You know. <laughs> but then he reached out to you. Yes. Yes. So we have a mutual friend who is a, listening to, a listener to the podcast. And um, she had reached out to him. And I don't know, honestly, if she had put him in, like, oh, listen to Catherine's podcast, or if I forgot to ask that. But um, it seems somehow connected, either universally or on purpose. But um, he reached out and said he'd been listening and binging the podcast. And it just was really nice to hear from him about it. Yeah, And I'm just so proud of him. And then he's so early on in his journey, but so sure of himself and so confident. I know. And it, it seems like it's been a long time coming. Totally. But, um, totally. Yeah, but I'm the so... confidence and the assuredness, I yeah. think, is what is going to keep him clear. Yes. Headed on it. Totally. It, uh, like a clear-headed journey. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep him mm-hmm. focused on doing what's best for him. Yeah. We talk about rock bottoms all the time. He mm-hmm. had some some rock bottoms that were Mm -hmm. pretty extreme it sounded like yeah and I just give him a lot of credit it's great to see him shining yeah he's a good guy yeah yeah um he talked about that um so an eerie thing that uh, the avalanche and I I conversed with him uh, yesterday about this or this morning I sent it out it was you know time change whatever but um about the avalanche yeah and which was a beautiful analogy, but terrifying. Terrifying. To think, like, that's your rock bottom. Yeah. And if you're thinking of, like, this analogy mm-hmm. of an avalanche, the eerie thing is that we have a mutual friend who passed away this weekend in an avalanche. Oh, God. Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So it's... it's yeah. Thinking about that and thinking about the conversation we had on whatever day it was last week, Wednesday, to... I don't mm-hmm. know it's frightening. And like I said to Jeremy, when I, I wrote to him, I was like, how are you doing with all of this? I said, it's eerie to think about yeah, that we were just talking about yeah. it. And all I can ever hope for is that he, we know he was doing something that he loved and that there was no struggle yeah. and it, he wasn't fearful. And, oh, 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because Ugh. I can't imagine, but yet again, I'm not a backcountry skier. Right. But that feeling, that anxiety of fear, and to round it to Jeremy talking about, oh, just going through life, and then, you know, you're skiing backcountry, and then you see the snowball effect, and you're yeah. like, oh, God, here it comes. And relating that to sobriety is that was a very really, powerful. Really beautiful analogy, really incredible to hear him articulate that, you right. know, contemplating, like, do I walk across this? Do I check, you know, checking the ground? Yeah. And, or, no, I've done it before. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to. Exactly. That part. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really wonderfully stated. Um, but and then tragic know. that, that know. shortly after that you lost someone. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. You know, um, I, it's, I know a lot of people who are thinking about him and, and he was such a, he was a good soul. Yeah, um, I. That's that's oh, that's very jarring. Yeah, <laughs> and I just wanted to, you know, share that for whoever knew Drew, that we're all thinking about him and we're all loving our moments that we have ever had with him, and to be grateful for the time that we have now, wherever you are in life. That processing things is tricky. Processing things with a clear head yeah. is a little easier. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah. I really, I do appreciate how, going back to that analogy, though, how how he was able to paint that picture. And I know that, you know, living in that life, and that was, for him, the worst thing that could ever happen in his world, obviously, is, is this avalanche. And, um, and that was what he related to and what he was able to, you know, articulate. Right. Um, and I feel like when you hit your rock bottom or when you are at your lowest, mm-hmm. you have these sort of life-changing visions almost. I know. It's weird. And you can't really explain it maybe in the moment or at, you know, maybe retrospectively looking back on it, you're able to say, wow, this was sort of what was going on around me and in my life and in my head. And I remember feeling... You know, everybody said to me, why did you all of a sudden decide to stop drinking? Why did you have that, um, you know, what what was the light bulb that went off in your head? And I don't know if I really had any moment or any, you know, major light bulb, but I do remember feeling a very, like I was in a very dark place. And um, you did have a light bulb. Yes. And, you and did. I, I did. And I remember feeling like I was in. Um, and I, and I've written about it and I've painted this picture before through my writing that I was, you know, in this hole that I was trying to climb out of and and I couldn't get up and out to my family and I could hear their voices up right above the ground and I was, you know, buried and couldn't get up and climbing, climbing, trying to get to them. And you couldn't. And And it's almost like being buried. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Or drowning and and drowning. That's what you said. Yeah. And I think you relate so well to what Jeremy's analogy was because it was your experience too. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me there's no rhyme or reason to when you finally it clicks for you Mm -hmm. because it clicks for everybody so differently whenever you have a major life change alcohol or not um you question like is this something 
I, I should be doing, oh, I shouldn't be drinking anymore. I'm just going to bring it back to alcohol. That, oh, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Oh, I can't stop. Oh, I'm going to convince myself that it's okay, or I'm just going to do it for now. And then it's just the same cycle right. over and over and over again. And to think that, oh, I should check the snow. I should, yeah. you know walking on a you know I, I should check the snow oh but I'm not going it's yeah. like now you check yeah. the snow and you yeah. know uh, for me I used to have nightmares about um swimming in the ocean being pulled out to sea and w- related you know to alcohol or as a child um throughout adulthood and mm-hmm. I've stopped having them really yeah like oh, I awesome. was um and I couldn't get back wow. to shore yeah and like I was drowning and like I was being pulled out to the ocean and oh, you know, like I would go swimming yeah. and my family would be on the beach and I would be, the, the riptide would like pull me out to, into the ocean and I couldn't get back and I couldn't, and like I'd, and I'd hear them all and see them all playing on the beach and they didn't notice that I was being like sucked out to sea. Yeah. And that's similar to his analogy, 100%. like, oh, I, I feel the current, like I dipped my, toe, dipped my toe in, I feel the current, and oh, it's fine, we can no, swim can today, guys. Swimming. Totally. We can keep swimming, and then all of a sudden I get in, and I get sucked 100%. out to sea, and I start drowning, and I'm yelling and thrashing, and nobody notices me, because everyone's like playing football on the beach, and, and playing, and drinking beers, and all the families are out there on yeah. the beach playing, and nobody notices that I am literally drowning in alcohol. There's something so poetic yeah. about what our dreams can do the analogies that our mind creates are actual things mm-hmm. that are fears for us, yeah. but yet we experience, probably could experience every day. Yeah. And we don't listen to them enough. Mm-hmm. And we play with it a little bit. You know, it's like, oh, no, let's keep, pl- well, let's keep yep. swimming. Oh, yep. let's not do that. Oh, oh it's going to be okay. Yeah. But those are actually those those that's a red flag yeah. that's our brain telling us and we just don't listen yeah. to it right it's like oh i just won't Often. go in i won't go in past my knees today yeah like, i'm just gonna oh I'll just, i'm like, just gonna keep going the water's yeah. warm yeah the water's warm today okay mm-hmm. i'll just go into my knees i'll just go into my ankles today I did it all i'll just have one glass today i did I'll it just try to have i'll have water in between my drinks today I would do it when I was depressed and throughout this time. And I still did it in this past year often. And I did it this past winter um, with depression a little bit, you know, and I would, oh, I'm just going to drink my coffee and watch a show. And then all of a sudden one show turned into. And I'm going to go get the laundry. Yeah. And then the laundry never comes up. Yeah. And then it's two and a half hours later. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And it is that feeling of being buried and yeah. in something. Yeah. And it, it is still such a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where I am now. Kim and I went for a walk yesterday and we had a really good talk. She always knows like a smallest thing that I might say I was thinking and reflecting on something I wrote about. I just, you know, I had a great therapy session yesterday, but things have been weighing on me. And you're like, do you want to go for a while? I was like, yes, I do. I just knew. I knew. And it was great. And that's a beautiful day here in Boston. It it was perfect. There's just so much still buried. Yeah. And that I'm like, just because we both haven't, you know, we've been sober for over a year, almost a year and a half. By the way. Almost. Yeah. I know. Um, 
you know, there's still things that we are working through and, um, you know, there's still that anxiety piece is still there that we both are managing. Right. Um, that we used to manage with alcohol and now we manage. Right. Because we would manage things that we didn't deal with Mm -hmm. and we weren't dealing with. And there, those are crawling out. Mm Mm-hmm. I know I'm not ever turning to alcohol ever again. I know I will not Same, yep. have a sip of alcohol for the mere reason I just know I'm better now. Right. But the anxieties are still there, mm-hmm. alive and well. Yep. And it's facing those that are super scary. And the best thing about it, as you can attest to, is that it's once you face it, it's easier to deal with. Yeah. Because you are clear-headed. You can catch your breath. Mm-hmm. You can rely on people honestly, like I've relied on you. And I'm more honest mm-hmm. with my therapist. <laughs> but also, I think that facing, in, when I would wake up hungover, the those anxieties were magnified oh. tenfold. Like oh they were... It makes me sick thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. Me too. I just got like that I did. In, I my hit in my stomach. Yep. The feeling um, in my stomach. And I literally wanted to roll back over and put my pillow over my head because I did not want to face my day when I would wake up the feeling so anxious. Specifically, like, okay, I know I did not have, like, I know I got super drunk last night and I know I may have done A, B, or C mm-hmm. and now I have to go through my text messages and read what I wrote yeah. and look at my pictures. Or and, face your husband yep. who knows what you don't know. You know? Yeah. Those are the worst. And try and piece together the night. Yeah. And make sure it's okay. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, everything's fine. Oh. Yeah. And make it a decent day yeah. when you're miserable. And simultaneously nurse a massive headache slash I always had horrible <sighs> stomach issues. Yeah, you did. And... That, you know, I was actually thinking about me physically. I was so malnourished when I was drinking because I was, You were a shell of yourself. Yeah. I know. I couldn't eat half the time because I, I was know. so nauseous. I know. So I would wait to, like, eat a meal halfway through the day. Oh, God. And I could barely stomach a meal. And then I'd, like, sometimes eat dinner. I mean, by this was by the end. I mean, you were slowly... Wasting away. Killing yourself. Yeah, I was slowly way, killing in myself. In a terrible way, yeah. to say it that way, but it's kind of true. Yeah. Thank God, Kim. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about how, like, I I love breakfast now. Meanwhile, I'm drinking a shake today because we didn't have time. But no. um, I, you know, like, I, I, I eat so much more healthy yeah, now. Yeah, you definitely This is totally, do. we're going off topic. But, like, well, I no, just. no, think that the small improvements I'm thinking that you about my, yeah, my hangovers would make it so I couldn't even eat. I know, like, which I is another spiral that yeah. it just adds to. Um, oh, God. The wave of destruction. Yeah. Um, but on our walks yesterday, we had a yeah. good, you know, like, even even today, these we sort of still find ourselves, like, doing these little bit of shame spirals and, yes. and feeling, you know, like, feeling kind of gross sometimes right. about past mistakes that we may have made. And yeah, they creep up. They They're, creep up and at weird what... times, and but we're... You know, you manage them and you right. deal with them. It doesn't all obviously miraculously go away because as we've talked about before, it's the habit, the pattern of mind, the habit of mind or whatever, the um, uh, the flaws, the human flaws mm-hmm. that we take on that still trigger us and we don't know how to 
deal with. So they manifest themselves. So where we were trying to tamp it down with the alcohol, which most people do now, we're facing them, but they still creep up, you know, and I've, I've found now, okay, we're almost going on a year and a half. There are things that are coming up now for me that I know I needed to manage, but I just didn't want to deal with. So I sort of put them to the side and now it's like like one thing at a time, one thing at a time. (laughs) And that's where it's like these little shame spirals come in and we're so hard on ourselves. And you were saying like imposter syndrome. It's like, who am I to even think I can do these things or who am I to, Oh, think that I've come so far when yet I haven't fucking dealt with this other thing. Yeah. And there's so, we say it to each other all the time. We've got to give ourselves grace. Yep. And I needed the reminder yesterday yeah. Yeah. from you because I, um, and from my therapist. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't walking and living with grace yesterday. Yeah. In the last couple of days. But it's, it's okay. You know, coming out with it, being honest with it, talking to people mm-hmm. about it, honestly, is mm-hmm. the saving grace. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mean that. <laughs> I think taking the mindful approach on a daily basis mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Um, giving yourself grace and compassion, being kind to yourself. That's it. Um, that you a, have yeah. come so far and done so much. And I find myself sometimes doing the same thing and saying, who, who are you to be thinking you can do this? We, and being so judgmental of myself and I hear the voices from the past of the critical self, the critical people that I surrounded myself with that were unkind to me. And I think it's important to, you know, focus on being in the moment. Mm Mm-hmm thinking about what brings you joy, yeah. being grateful for what you have and what you've done yeah. and, you know, showing yourself that compassion. It's so true. Um, before I'm thinking about how my dad was like one of the most Zen people I've ever encountered. And he could, he was so limited in what he could do for so long because of his lung, you know, he had 8% lung capacity and yet he was the kindest, gentlest, funniest, smartest man. And he would, I would, I told, I've said this, how I'd go to him at the end of life, like with still so many questions and how do I handle this? What am I yeah. going to do to store away like a little squirrel in the winter time? All these tidbits of wisdom. And, you know, I, did I you can, write it all down too. No. no. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. I put it in my notes. I yeah. But I have not revisited them. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, in time. Yeah. And maybe sooner than I think because yeah. you reminded me I had them. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was saying something and like probably this like anxiety spiral, this shame spiral mm-hmm. of like being so hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, Catherine, you're a lot. And you can take it on two sides and I can joke about it with certain people like my mom mm-hmm. and our friend, family friend, David, and I'm like, well, he did say I was a lot. And they're like, yeah, you're a lot. <laughs> and he he truly meant give yourself a break. Yeah. And I didn't really think about it until yeah. you were just saying that. And I'm yeah. like, yes, 
that is one of those tidbits that Mm -hmm. I need to keep reminding. Yeah. Maybe that's my tattoo. Yeah. (laughs) Something on that. You're a lot. No. (laughs) (laughs) Tattoo person would be like, wait, what? What? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I know my, my therapist always says to me, what would you tell a friend when you're, tr- when you're trying to be compassionate to yourself? Like, what would you say to a friend who was struggling? And so that's always a good thing to... That's a really good idea. To Yeah, like, what, what advice would you give to a friend? Or what totally. or you can say, what advice would my dad give me? Either of those. Yeah. Because I come to you for advice. Yeah. You know, that's a good, yeah. good way to think of it. Um, yeah. And what would I say to you? What would I say to a friend? What would I look for from a friend... And what he has said to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Oh, but I, yeah, yeah, I think that. That was good. Yeah. I think that it's all part of the growing process and we're getting, we're, we're doing a pretty good job if I do say so myself. Yeah. We came into it gung ho. Like we're going to face this shit. Yeah. I'm going to fucking get sober. Yeah. I'm going to fucking do this shit. I'm doing this. And then it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I got to whack them all. Yeah. <laughs> I got to hit that. Oh, I don't want to hit that now. I'm going to yeah. put it on the back. Okay. <laughs> I got to hit this. Yeah, totally. Oh, I my know. God. That's really true. Uh, yeah. And, like, you kind of knew that it was going to be hard, like, obviously, which totally. is why I probably put it off for so many years. A hundred percent we yeah. did. Yeah. Because we didn't want to face that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I, yeah, I thought I was having so much fun drinking. I was like, I, oh, I don't, I don't want to deal with it yet because it's gonna stop being fun. I know. But like the truth of the matter is, like it was not fun. This no, is so, this I, life is so I'll much honest, more fun. This is so much more fun because you live for those one in a million fun times yeah. when you were drunk. Yep. And, and you didn't remember. Couple, and you didn't remember half of them. Exactly. And there were some where you're like, oh my god, that was hilarious. But it's like, and they were clouded by these awful hungover days. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's anxious, always this there's shitty such a flip cloud side. of anxiety. And, and what's and the clou- shitty flip side of sobriety? But, no, but they were clouded by it. these terrible dreams of you being of drowning in avala- avalanches and shit like that. Like there was no. no what was good about that time? Like no. honestly, there really but there's the, no the good, negative yeah. side of sobriety. Like what is it? Like it, it's it's fear of facing yeah. your shit. But the 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 flip side of that there's is, so much more reward to yeah. facing the shit. Yeah, some of these Being little moments whole. are hard, mm-hmm. but there's so much more reward to what we're doing. Yeah, and it's so much more fulfilling. Yeah, and yeah, listen, it's it, hard, but it feels so much better. It's so much more fulfilling. Yeah, it really. You is. know, I can still I can look at my children while I'm struggling with stuff and be able to say, listen, I had a hard day yeah. today. I need a moment. Yeah. I need you guys to do a little extra work mm-hmm. and not rely on me right now because I know you're capable. And, and it's that not, was my last night. And it's not like I need you to go do five more minutes of reading. So we can go so and I, have a so I, quick because I'm Because I'm yeah. puking in the bathroom because I'm hungover. Yeah. Instead, yeah. it's like I need a minute to finish doing what I'm doing on the computer because I'm yeah. working on a, pro, a writing project right now right. that, you know, I have to email out. Because I'm working on myself. Because exactly. I'm doing something to better myself. Exactly. Instead of like, oh, God, I got to run to the bathroom to puke because I'm so Gross. damn hungover. Yeah, like, I that's know. like what I used to do. Right. Instead, now. And then I can have a, con- like, I had a conversation with them afterwards. Like, yep. we had a, a wake last night for a neighbor, and they, I'm so proud of them that yeah. they could go and, 
and we talked about it at night before bed and and those were all things that had i not even had alcohol yesterday or i wasn't hungover but i had been drinking like i was always clouded so i could never focus on that piece of them where i probably would have been Totally. Like, it's okay, guys. We got, I don't even know. I don't even want yeah. to speculate. But the fact was, it was a beautiful moment that I was able to give to them and have with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you are struggling at any point of your sobriety with it, with the tough stuff like that we have been talking about that happen in sobriety, it, it's, it gets clearer. You have to seek out something beyond yourself to be able to see yourself yeah yeah definitely um i've i've read an analogy once about um if it's like climbing up a really steep rock wall and then you get into this beautiful meadow after once yeah. you get through the hard few months in the beginning of sobriety yeah and that's another great yeah point. it's 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 there like it's your meadow is waiting yeah so. it sure is well uh, you know it was helpful for us to talk about this we hope it's helpful for you to listen to this and um we're here for you yeah thanks so much have a great weekend week all right talk to you soon take care bye bye bye, -bye.